This podcast is sponsored by Capital Blue Cross. For more than 80 years, Capital Blue Cross has offered products and services that provide peace of mind and promote good health. For every age and stage of life, Capital Blue Cross is here for you. For more information, go to CapitalBlueCross.com. You know, ladies, we're always saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I'm going to pull my hair out. Yeah, but what if your hair is actually falling out? And this is Chick to Chick. I think women put a lot of focus on what they look like. And a lot of that is their hair. I mean, let's face it, you know, hair can make or break how you feel for the day. Um, Flora, you and I joke about how many times a week we actually wash our hair because we are just flat out lazy. Yeah. And we don't want to do it because our hair makes us feel a certain way. We don't want to deal with hair. You get the picture. Hair is a big deal. It is a big deal. And when you say I'm having a bad hair day, like that's a real thing, guys. You need to understand that when mm -hmm. women, women say we're having a bad hair day, it affects our mood. It affects our confidence. It affects every single aspect of your life. But now if you add something else to that equation, there are women who actually aren't just having a bad hair day, their hair is actually falling out, which brings us to our guest today, the very beautiful and talented Amy Lutz of Fox 43. You see her on television every morning. Amy, we are so glad that you are here with us. You've got this gorgeous, gorgeous full head of blonde hair that we see when we tune on the television in the morning, but you're dealing with something and you wanna fill us in what's going on with you? Yeah, so I noticed years ago that my hair was starting to thin. I remember when I was in high school and my hairdresser who had done my hair my entire life said something like, you have enough hair for an army. And I remember being like, yeah, why do I have so much hair? <laughs> and over the course of, I think, probably the past three years, I've really noticed it start to thin. The pandemic hit. I felt it getting worse. I had gone to um, a dermatologist because really, you know, one of the worst things about this is you really don't know where to turn because doctors often dismiss it. And so luckily I did some research. I, I went and found a dermatologist who still I felt didn't necessarily give me the attention that I wanted or felt like I needed. Um, but they were able to at least diagnose me with basically it's female pattern baldness. Um, it's actually way more common than I think people realize. I've read things that say up to 40% of hair loss is women. So it's not just men. I mean, up to 40%. That's a lot. Um, so yeah, this is not real. <laughs> this is very fake. And I'll take it off at the end, um, just so you guys can see. But um, yeah, it, it started to just thin and thin. And and I also have the, the luck of having my hairline actually recede as well on top of the thinning. So, um, you know, who know, they don't really know why it happens. Genetics is huge, um, at least for female pattern baldness. Um, but, you know, stress, hormones, everything. I mean, so many things can affect it. So that's kind of what, what I've been dealing with. And you guys are right. It's, um, it's it can be very difficult very challenging emotionally. So you talked about a lot of things. I want to unpack some of it, but one of it, it, one of the pieces you talked about was there's really no place to turn to. And actually when you said you went to a dermatologist, 
I was like a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. I get it. It it makes sense. We're talking about something, you know, coming out of your skin, but how frustrating was it for you and how long did it take for you to actually have get the diagnosis? You know, I would say it was probably a couple of years because when you go to the doctor, you know, they, they do all sorts of blood tests. They're like, oh, what, you know, just to make sure it's nothing serious. Yeah. The thing is, it is serious. It's just not life-threatening, mm-hmm. right? So, but what comes with it can be extremely serious and that's depression. Um, I mean, there are all sorts of things that can kind of happen. But for me, I would say, I think it took me it was just one trip to be honest to the dermatologist, but I had done a lot of research and a lot of reading and, and just trying to figure out where to go because it's not easily out there. It really isn't. Um, so one dermatologist I saw, but I had brought it up to my you know primary care probably several times over the course of a few years. And they just were like, Oh, stress can cause that, you know, even at the hair salon, they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, but, but my hair, you just washed and it all came out in the sink, you know? So it, it's, it really was exhausting and very, like you said, frustrating. It was beyond frustrating to know that this is, I'm not imagining this. <laughs> and, and I will say I'm very lucky because it has been very slow progressing. Um, I wore my hair down for the first time in a year at an event and I had people say that they couldn't tell without my wig, right? Because there are now all sorts of fibers and sprays and makeup and you can make it look like you can't see your scalp. (laughs) Um, So I I don't have an extreme, um, it's not extremely advanced, I should say, but you know, menopause is around the corner and that of course can cause hair loss. So it's not gonna get better. (laughs) Uh, So I think the only thing that I could do was to really educate myself, find out as much as possible about it and then try to be proactive. Yeah. You For me, it was getting a wig. Yeah. You, you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, do they really know what causes this? You talked about stress. You talked about hormones. Um, yeah. I'm sure you've chemically treated your hair over the years. I mean, are they able to pinpoint one thing or is it a combination of things? Now, had I gotten a scalp biopsy, which I know they do, they may have been able to pinpoint it a little more. I really don't know the answer to that. I do know that I have like all of the, if it, there's a list, let's say um, stress, right? Um, stress, genetics, uh, hormones, <laughs> um, lack of nutrition, like proper nutrition. I have all, all dying hair. <laughs> I've done all of those. I have all of those. So it, it doesn't help. That's for sure that um, I, so I have stage four endometriosis, which because of that, I'm on constant hormones. And if I were to guess, I would say that's probably the biggest factor um, because it's really, my hair has really definitely changed since I started having to do continual hormones for that. So it's, so I think it's that's a, a big one. Yeah. It's a combination. And yeah. that's a lot of stuff. That's, that is a big combination, honestly. But I mean, you look, you look wonderful and you're owning it, embracing it. I want to talk to you about wigs. You know, wigs have been this thing that, I mean, my mom had wigs when I was a kid and she she had plenty of hair, but she just loved to change up the look and the style. (laughs) And I have never been able to do that. I just, I don't know why. And so I want to know from you, what's it like to get out there and like pick out a wig and tell us all about that. Um, It is 
overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Um, it can feel very scary and alone, mostly because wigs are very typically like for a good quality wig that won't look really bad. Um, they're expensive. And so you're just going online and trusting that something is, it's just, just overwhelming. And there's so many different kinds and different brands and different everything. So that was another long process. I, I'm sure I probably did research for a good six months before I finally made the purchase. And it's been almost a year um, that I started wearing it when I bought it. I will say companies have been doing an amazing job the past year with the pandemic because they are able to do a Zoom with you. They tell you what they think would help you. Um, you take a couple pictures of your head, they dye it, they match it. Somehow this matched my hair exactly. And this was all done like this. So they stepped it up. It's honestly, I had no idea. I had no I didn't clue and mm -hmm. it's beautiful and it looks natural. So I, I think you, you, you done good, Amy. I mean, well, it's it, nailed you know, it really good. It's, it's just, it's scary. I have another one here. Let me show you my, this is my new friend. <laughs> I love it. This is my, my, this one is Helen and she's oh. named after my grandma, who unfortunately passed away during COVID, but she would love it. So well, Helen's that's fabulous. Helen. And this is my new friend, which my daughter put lipstick on. <laughs> that's a sassy look. Yeah. I really like that. I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, you know, it it's funny because it it's I want to be a positive light and a positive force for so many people because it, I know how alone it feels. Oh yeah. But I'll be honest, it's 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 really hard. It's just really, really difficult. It's well, you touched on this briefly, how this affected you when this was going on. And you have another dimension, an added dimension that most women aren't dealing with. You're on television. Yeah. So <laughs> your appearance is everything. How did this affect you emotionally and mentally? And then bring in the television aspect that really complicates things. Yeah, I mean, imagine being not so sure of an outfit <laughs> and then having to just wear it in front of whoever knows how many people, maybe 10. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, you just, you, it, it's scary. It's embarrassing. You feel um, like there's something wrong with you. It doesn't feel good. I mean, as you guys mentioned in the beginning of your podcast, it, we associate so much of our self-esteem from stupid hair and it's so right. silly. And it's, it's, I think I've dealt with, frustration on my own, like mad at myself for caring that much about mm. hair. But really, like you said it, I, I'm doing it on TV. And that that adds a whole other level of just difficulties. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it, that, it took me a really, it took me a, several weeks to be not as insecure on air. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. What would be your message for women out there who are, who are experiencing this and, um, you know, they're in the very beginning stages of it? What do you have to say to them? So if it's in, if you're in the beginning stages, definitely try to find a dermatologist. And I would find, I would try to find one who specializes in hair loss. They are out there. Um, UPMC I know has one. So, it, you know, you just have to find an expert they're hard to find, but find one because there are th certain things that, that you can do, especially based on what type of hair loss you have to try to slow it down. 
I know everyone talks about Rogaine and, and the funny thing is I have, you know, everyone's always like, oh, you wear a wig. Well, did you try Rogaine? <laughs> like that's just the magic fix right, for everything. Right. And it really can be for some people, but it's also one of those things that once you start, you have to continue using if you want to keep that hair. So the second you stop using it, your hair falls out again. So, um, but I, I try to be a positive force and I try to tell people that you are not alone. It feels like it a lot of the time, but you are just as important and beautiful and wonderful as someone who has, you know, huge thick locks on their head. It, it doesn't, it can feel like you are not as important, but it, it's, that's just not the truth. Well, you are amazing. You are gorgeous inside and out. And out and yes. We so appreciate you being very open and honest with us and sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Amy. And Carrie, I I love that, that she is so open. Yeah. I love that she's so honest. And she's, you know, it, it's so tough because your mm -hmm. hair affects everything about you, but she's found a solution and she wants to help other women. And what a great message. Yeah, she's a great mentor to anyone who is going through this. So we appreciate her being here. We appreciate you being here. We hope that you will also come back when we are chirping again about another topic.